taken on the city train to spend some time on the road. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're listening to the hit single No Woman from the Chicago band Whitney. The group has achieved critical acclaim, even getting the attention of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who declared the day the duo released their second album as Whitney Day. Well, the Chicago duo has released their fourth album today, Spark. They missed the mark of Whitney Day, which was August 30th, by a couple of weeks, but we are still overjoyed to be digging into this new release. This one's a semi-departure from their usual indie folk sound. The new album embraces modernity with synthesized elements, complimenting singer Julian Ehrlich's fantastic falsetto. Spark feels dreamy and dancey all at the same time. And Chicago fans can catch Whitney tomorrow at Reckless Records. Joining me now are Julian Ehrlich and Max Kakasik. Hi, you two. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having us. So good to have you here. So first of all, start off by telling us about the song that we're listening to right now, No Woman. We made this song like... Five years ago? Six years ago? It was one, Yeah, it was, you know, in a way, kind of like, it was the first single we ever really released with the label behind us. I think before No Woman, we'd released No Matter Where We Go as a demo. Yeah, just to like sort of like get some buzz or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, No Woman, like we made it all in uh, like the top floor of a three flat in Chicago and kind of like all literally on a tape machine and finished it. Like we would like play it back for people through the tape machine. Mm -hmm. Wow. And everyone kind of knew that it was like. So no woman is taking us back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the first, yeah, the kind of the first thing that we ever released that like got some traction behind it. Um, Well, remind us since we're in that place, remind us how Whitney came together in the first place. I understand that you two were part of different projects before. Um, yeah, we were, Julian, me and Julian met because the band that I was in that started in Chicago called Smith Westerns mm-hmm. took the band that he was playing drums f- for Unknown World Orchestra on tour. <laughs> on tour. So they were opening like, for us. Like for, 10 years ago. Yeah. And then I left UMO and then joined Smith Westerns. Smith Westerns broke up like pretty shortly after that. And yeah, we like didn't set out to start a band or anything, but we were just like best friends living together. And one day we were, I want to say that we were like maybe a tiny bit hungover. <laughs> we, were, we were 22, you know. We were 22 and just kind of like. 22 year old things. Yeah, doing that and then you said, we should start a band. I mean, we, we just, a song just popped out, like almost as a joke. And we were like laughing about it, but also like, we kind of like this though. Yeah. And then it just formed into like, oh no, we really love this. Oh, that's dope. So, Julian, what did you want to accomplish then with the new album? Let's fast forward a bit and talk about Spark. It's just an extension of that. Like, truly just committing ourselves to, like, making the greatest thing that we can. Exploring different sounds, like, kind of letting go of, like, some of the rules that we had set um, for ourselves with this project and just, like, opening up the sound to like a whole I'm curious, new world. What, what kind of rules? And you, you did the air quotes there that folks can't see. We used to kind of be like anti-synth and like very much like obsessed with organic sounds and acoustic sounds and, you know, kind of like feeling like the music was like grown from the soil or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that we, in order to write the best songs that we possibly could, we had to open up to like more synthesized sounds. Anything to add, Max? No, I, I think that's spot on. And also, you know, it was, 
I don't want to get too much into like necessities of pandemic, but you know, we were in a place where like we didn't have a way to like capture a full band. Yeah. And so we were kind of our studio was built around us being able to play everything or overdub everything and capturing less of like a live band as we had before. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the album. Here is Real Love. Caught up in this life, yeah. All I want is real love. Love. I can't control how I'm feeling. In a bad day. Keep repeating and I cannot escape. So we played what was a popular song from your first album now comparing it to real love i can definitely hear an evolution in your sound what do you make of this change i want to hear from both of you on this i think it's one of the things that we're finding new ways to challenge ourselves is something that i think we're both really interested in and with no woman i think we were very challenged by creating like he was saying something that felt like it was grown from the soil and like something that felt like it was backwards facing maybe like looking at like 60s or 70s inspired music much more so than now i think we're looking at more modern pop music and maybe music from the early 2000s as inspiration um and that's the new challenge is like how do we use the tools we learn from studying music from the 60s and 70s and apply them in like chord writing lyric writing melodies everything into like making something a little more modern and current sounding that's like fun for us to listen to and hold up against newer music. What do you have to say, Julian? Because I, I think it sounds different than your old stuff. Oh, it totally does. Um, but I think Max kind of nailed it, too. Yeah, I just think our influences change a little bit. If we were to listen to like our second record, which we're both super proud of and we love it, um, I think you can kind of hear us maybe growing a little tired of like, you know, just being like solely inspired by the band and Neil Young and Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and blah, blah, blah. It's like we, you know, we were looking at a very specific point in uh, the history of music. And I think we it was very natural for us to like zoom out. Yeah. Well, Max brought up um, or one of you brought up the pandemic a, a moment ago. Julian, you say that that was a time where. Um, a, this song came about, but B, you were also experiencing a lot of anxiety. Can you talk more about that and how, specifically, how you think that feeling comes across in your music? Yeah, I mean, Real Love was written like I went through like the sudden end of a relationship that was like a very like hot and heavy, like emotionally intense and loving and it's not like we like hated each other or anything but it ended and it was like it resulted in like some like I had like weird like heartbreak panic anxiety it was like I just feel like I was in the middle of like a storm and then the world kind of opening back up we moved back to Chicago there was so much changing yeah and I think you can hear that in real love (laughs) it was like it was a real like urgent like that song was like bursting out of us yeah Well, Max, how would you say that the themes that we just talked about go into the making of the music video for the song? Because those colorful strobe lights, so Um, dreamy, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the music video for it, honestly, is us letting ourselves be like the most playful that we ever really have. Yeah. Um, You know, like, and like, kind of like enjoying the idea of a music video and not in like the most like 
I feel like our other music videos are like very serious in this way. And this was just like very lighthearted and like fun to make. And also just like the people that we got to work with pulled off the idea. It was a pretty ambitious idea with the mirror room and getting that all together. It was built for the... When they first told you the concept, were you like, how? Yeah. And then we, sh <laughs> we showed up to the set and it was one of the most professional setups that I've ever been a part of. And it was there was craft services and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was strange. <laughs> it was strange. All right. Let's play another track. This is Twirl. Turn back the time. There's no and twirl I think they're so beautiful um, there's a line we know this life only brings bad news but I'm going to try to hold on to you especially with all of the bad in the world. If I can just put it plainly, you know, we hold on to our connections with others just trying to survive everything, right? So I want you to talk a little bit about how this song came together, Max, and just the emotions that went into writing it. Um, this one actually started kind of um, in almost the most basic folk song arrangement. It was a simple piano line, mm -hmm. like three chord changes, and a strumming guitar. The demo of it kind of sounds like a lost Neil Young B-side. And we went into the studio, John Congleton completely like helped us turn the whole thing on its head and kind of put it in this very hazy, underwater kind of zone. But I mean, I feel like in the same way, like a slower folk song kind of like belongs somewhere like outside under the moonlight on like a quiet summer night or something yeah. this also kind of like fits in that and I remember like a couple a few weeks ago it was one of those like Chicago evenings where it's like really humid and seemingly like completely silent at like 10 30 yeah and I just went outside and listened to it and, I, and it seemed like the perfect place to listen to this song and I was kind of impressed like it was one of those moments where I was like wow that's kind of cool I'm really proud of this thing existing in this specific space but I think thinking about the song as like a starting as a folk song and writing lyrics that way and then completely producing in a different way like really helped it along this is reset i'm sasha ann simons and if you're just joining us we're in the studio with julian ehrlich and max kakasik of the band whitney and we're talking about their new album spark which is out today so you kind of as picking up where you left off there max i'm hearing elements of pop i'm hearing some soul a little country it's a really unique blend, I think, that you guys have got. But I'm curious, where would you say, Julian, that you all draw your musical inspiration from? I don't... <laughs> I think at this point, like, we've been doing it for so long that, like, we are more so, like, inspired by each other. And, oh. like, we... So what are you pulling from, from Max? And what do you think he's getting from you? I mean... This, it's like a funny way, I don't know, 
so much is unspoken in our relationship, especially creatively. And it's like we just kind of, if you were to watch us in the studio, it's like we just kind of like dance around each other and add little parts and like sometimes I'd literally probably dance. pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one, one of us, like now in our in our 30s, you know, we're, we're adults. One of, one of us is like, you know what, man, I'll make dinner tonight. You, yeah. you, you, you made <laughs> me keep listening so and working on a part. grown up. And but it's like, like we, we also keep working. Like I was making pasta the other night when we were in the middle of, of trying to finish a song. And it was like, you know, I'll like let the, the sauce simmer a little bit and like run back to the studio and be like, <laughs> I'm hearing this. <laughs> oh, I love that. Be like, all right, we got to track vocals. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're, you're getting inspiration from, from all over the place, it sounds yeah, like. From, from simmering pasta <laughs> Even sauce. from your pasta yeah. sauce. <laughs> uh, what about Chicago artists? Talk to me about those. Who, who are you listening to and, and what do you like about them? Well, Namdi is our label mate now and we nice. love his new record. We um, love Namdi here at Reset. I don't really want to be famous. I just want a million blue faces. I just want a million new fans of plays. Then I want to ride that massive wave. Blowing all the money on diamonds. Our trumpet player, Will Miller, has a project called Reservoir. But generally, just want to give a shout out to, like, the, you know, Hate the term younger because people used to call me that when I was 18, and I always. But you're 30 now. I know, but I, I always, I was like, you. it's not like why I'm, you know, <laughs> but just like the new, you know, like the new generation of bands coming up, like Lifeguard and Horse Girl, um, Samir Truth, Samir Truth, Flowers. Um, just like I think there's a whole a scene coming up, and it's like really nice to see. growing up like the 18 year old making music and playing some of the bigger venues and it's like just great to see the next wave well you know speaking of that tell me more about your your thoughts on this music scene here in chicago what what do you think makes it so special i like to ask that question when i bring other chicago artists in what do you think makes it special here what do we got i mean literally uh support and camaraderie are the easiest ways to describe it but in a, to give you a concrete example i'm um, we went to see Shame last night, and They Hate Change opened, and we ended up hanging out with They Hate Change uh, afterwards. And we were there. Um, some members from Twin Peaks were there. Great Tooth were there. And I remember them saying, like, how is everyone just at this show? And we're like, this is nor- nor- We all just show up at the shows. Yeah, that's so run cool. Run into each other, you know? Like, that's kind of what how the scene is. Would you agree, Julian? Yeah. I mean, like, we spend a lot of time in, like, L.A. and New York and other cities around the country and the world. And it's just, it it's it. There just isn't like that sort of like gross competitive aspect to mm-hmm. the art scene here. Not as siloed, right? Or- yeah, it's like L.A. You can just feel the sort of like weird tension yeah, and I've like social climbing and like. Oh. It must be true. I've always heard that that it's just. I think people move there and once they get there, it's just grind, 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 and mm-hmm. me, me, me. Right. Yeah, and it's just not, you know, it's like people make great art everywhere and in those cities for sure, but like, you know, at what cost kind of? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back into the music. This is Memory. Memory. 
dive into oh, the nice. studio. Um, yeah, this is the first track I found for some reason. I was just like, oh, I like this. And play it again. Repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this one, it talks about someone processing and sort of accepting their fear of death. Kind of a heavy subject. Expand on that for me, Max. Um, I feel like Jules is better. It's maybe better to talk about this one specifically. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we do write a lot of the lyrics together, but um, I don't know. This was the one where it was just like, we're gonna we're gonna write about panic attack now, <laughs> like, you know, and I, which I feel like at a certain point, like we were pretty deep pandemic at that point, and it was kind of like, all right, we're gonna have to do this and like do the like introspective, like really like dig deep and like get into the mm-hmm. the jungle <laughs> that is like the human psyche or whatever. But you know, the funniest thing is like yesterday. And kind of like the weird, I don't know, just strangest thing is like yesterday, memory got added to like a Japanese play playlist on Spotify called Happy Stroll. And oh. I was just like, they, liter- <laughs> they literally picked like the panic attack, anxiety, like I'm going to die. We're all going to die song. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the beat. <laughs> I know. I mean, I get it. And I think it's amazing. Because so, I mean, I think at first listen, I was like kind of just like listening to it just to listen. And then I was like, all right, let me take, let me listen a second time and really take it in. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's where they went with this one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe not the drive to work uh, song. Oh no. I mean, you, you still should. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to pay attention to the lyrics really. <laughs> so you're, you're giving me permission to just yeah. <laughs> rock to the beat yeah, and that's yeah, fine? Yeah. Bliss, okay. Bliss, blissfully aware of dying. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> all right. It's a part of life. All right, let's hear another song. Lines. Uh, there was some collaboration that went into the arrangement here? Uh, yeah, this is like the first time we, you know, the song was pretty much finished, but all the strings were added afterwards and arranged by Rob Moose. So it was, we've always wanted to work with them, and it was just one of those things that it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he sent it back to us, and it was... The rumors were true. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> so are there other collaborations on Spark? That we're gonna hear. Yeah, Nick Hakim plays keys on one of the songs. Um, uh, Sam Gandell plays trumpet all over the place. Uh, Leah Cole and Whitney Johnson play strings. There's a timing. Mm-hmm. They're like the usual suspects, kind yeah. of too, but they do an incredible job on this record. So here's what's got us buzzing here at WBEZ. You guys are going on tour soon. <laughs> Yay. So what can you tell us about that? Um, it's actually pretty ex- – This just this week we're, like, starting rehearsals and kind of setting up the show. So Ooh. TB – in a way, TBD, but we're both very excited to, be- like, get the – you know, the only song we've put together as a full band performance is Real Love when we played it on Kimmel a couple of uh, Yep, ago. I saw that too. Um, yeah, that was good. Thank you. And um, – it was just so much fun to put that song together and get to play it with all of our, you know, close friends. And we're, 
now we just get to kind of put our heads down the next two weeks and kind of focus on doing that, which is... You guys really come alive, I think, in the live performance space, especially you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's this early rehearsal vibe like for for the tour? It's just a lot of excitement, huh? It's going to be really fun and exciting and I don't know. Yeah, it's like we... It's pretty normal for us to just like hang out with each other and then see like random Chicago friends. But like actually being back with like the family is going to feel really good. It's the best part, huh? Mm-hmm. We've been talking with Whitney's Julian Ehrlich and Max Kakasik. Their new album Spark is out right now. Max and Julian, thank you so much. Such thank a pleasure. You. Thank you.